Warning, the Chaotic Culture Podcast is a program for mature audiences. The language and content presented in this podcast is of a mature nature that some audiences may not find suitable. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Grab your loved ones and bring them closer Extra, extra, read the poster The KKP is taking over Sleeping on me, better smell the Folgers I've been razor sharp since the Motorola Off the O, like the cover over Popping bottles, get all in the sofa It's a celebration, though the times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge But it's a celebration, times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge We're living in a chaotic culture We're living in a chaotic culture Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast, the pod where chaos rules and black culture is elevated and embraced. This podcast will deep dive into modern black culture and how millennials and Gen Z can navigate the crazy parts from finances, music, black business highlights, home ownership, HBCUs, sports, black nerdum, anime, wrestling. If it encompasses black culture, we're going to cover it. Live from the 757, I am the host and the creator of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. This is your boy, Ked, a.k.a. Ked the Pro, a.k.a. the Calculator Millennial, the Cutlass Diamond, a.k.a. Don't be pushing on my button. A.K.A. your favorite toxic adjacent king, chaotic kid, kid, the poet, kid, the closer, all of that good stuff. Uh, The A43 is me, but VA is where I stay. Always toxic, no, excuse me, always chaotic, never toxic most days. Back again, once again, with your favorite black culture highlights and black culture shenanigans. If you joined us for the last episode, of course, we did a music roundtable of Erica Badu's discography. I hope that you got a chance to listen to it and enjoy it. It was really really good episode in my opinion i think we all came in with different knowledge and aspects of how erica badu and her albums made us feel and of course we ranked them and as you can tell none of her albums got a c or below everything was either b a or s so definitely shout out to miss badu she makes wonderful music um definitely check that episode out if you have not i know it's been a while guys it's been almost two weeks since you've heard from us so this week Coming up, we have a special guest joining us. The rest of the crew couldn't be here, but they may pop in. Who knows? If they do, great. If they don't, it's, it is what it is. You know, we're all adults. We got things going on. But right now, of course, joining me today is a special guest and probably the biggest guest that I've had on this podcast. <laughs> so um, with that in mind, I definitely want her to go ahead and introduce herself. Uh, for those who don't know, um, Lauren, a.k.a. Toasty Marshmallow, please give yourself an introduction, ma'am. Everybody, my name is Lauren, aka Toasty Marshmallow. I'm an anime cover singer, actor, and specifically more so voice actor uh, in terms of like the anime community. Living here in New York City, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us, ma'am. I definitely appreciate you coming through to the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Uh, with that, um, well, how we usually start these podcasts, of course, is we get a little bit of a, a mental health check. You know, we want to be sure that everybody's at least doing good mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and, of course, physically. Uh, so, you know, I usually 
I'm last, but I'll go first out of respect for the guests just to let everybody know how we do things. So in in terms of mental health, my mental health has actually been great these last few days. Um, I've gotten a chance to really just get home and relax. Work has been more or less like, eh, and I've I've learned to like, I guess, find my inner peace and calm down because I know sometimes, you know, it's, it's a nine to five, like who isn't um, annoyed at times with their job. But um, overall, I think it's been a pretty exciting weekend. Um, of course, the Super Bowl is happening in a few hours. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll have already passed and gone. So whoever wins, you know, we'll see. I got two black quarterbacks starting in the Super Bowl, so I don't care who wins this game. <laughs> but um, with that in mind, I think that these last couple of days have been really, really good, though. I know that with my job and whatnot, it's been kind of a struggle. But we move. We manage. We push on to the next day. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. That's all I can really say. Um, I am in the middle of, again, looking for a therapist. This time through my job, so it'll be a little easier, and hopefully they accept my insurance. So it is what it is. Uh, Toasty, how has your mental health been, ma'am? My mental health has been a lot better than it was. I've been reading a lot. I've been, like, staying off social media for the most part, unless it's a post. Um, so I've been reading a lot of books on, like, theory and like psychology and things like that and just like doing like guided meditation and like you know my yoga pilates whatever i've been in my like caucasian suburban mom era and it's honestly so healthy like i see why they're so happy all the time ah yeah that that uh that that, that, that would make sense (laughs) so i highly recommend if you ever need any book recommendations or meditations let me know Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so also for those who don't know, uh, as she said before, Toasty is a singer. She can sing. I've heard it personally. Trust me, she she's got them. She's got them pipes. So, um, I, I will get into the, of course, the questions later on. But I at least want people to know that you know, when it comes to chaotic culture, we love music because I'm a musician. Sappy is a musician. Johnny's a musician. All actually, all of us are musicians because Law and and Chinasa are all either singers or we play an instrument. So having another musician on here, you know, just shows how much we appreciate and love music, which actually goes into our first topic of discussion, which is our uh, our Grammy reactions. So um, I'm not sure if you saw the Grammys, Toasty, but I, I had to sit through it and watch for this particular purpose. Um, did you have any thoughts? I mean, obviously, Beyonce was snubbed. That's <sighs> everyone's thing. Um, but <sighs> I, I really, I honestly don't, I don't really watch award shows because, you know, a lot of it's just politics and there's so much that goes behind it. It's like, yes, never really rely that it's going to be just or fair. So I usually just hear about what happened afterwards, but definitely Beyonce was snubbed. Um, yeah, that's that's basically all I know about the winners. Hey, you know, you are 100% spot on. Um, so again, I had to watch just so I can kind of give my full reaction to it. Uh, the only thing that I didn't watch was the uh, the last performance, the God Did performance with uh, DJ Khaled and all them. I I just at that point I was sick because after waiting for the entire time to hear album of the year and the fact that they gave it to Harry Styles instead of Beyonce, wow. that's when I was like, all right, I'm done. I cut it off at that point. Uh, but from my perspective, all of the Grammy performances themselves, that's really what I was watching for. Uh, subpar, except for like maybe two. Uh, 
and of course, it, people can think what they want to think about the um, the the Sam Smith performance and whatnot, and him dressing up as a devil. I'll let y'all have that discourse. <laughs> me personally, while watching it, it wasn't so much that it made me uncomfortable. It was just not good in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that that was just me. I'm I'm here listening to the vocals, and I'm like, is there something wrong with the mics, or is there something wrong with the earpieces? Because what's going on and then the energy during the performance was like just very meh i'm like okay yeah. nobody's really like putting their all into these performances at all and granted i know it's sam smith he's not going to give you like the same performance as somebody like a beyonce but mm -hmm. i'm i'm just not feeling it right now so yeah, i just feel like people only perform as much as they're getting paid for i don't know how much they get paid for those performances but yeah, I always just watch the performances afterwards because, mm -hmm. yeah, it's whatever to me. Hey, I'm the same way. And it's like, man, maybe I just should, like, watch it afterwards because clearly I'm I'm not an award show person myself, though. I kind of have to be because of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but there's only, like, a few award shows that I will watch. One will be the Grammys, um, the Oscars, because, yes, I, I'm like Toasty. I am still an actor. I just have been on a bit of a, well, more of a longer hiatus than normal. But I'm going to get back to that. And uh, the BET Awards, just so I can see the shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, but that's just me personally. But still, um, in most cases, for most awards, like the 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 right people for the most part won these awards. It's like it wasn't too different, except for that album of the year award. And I'm like, okay, I listen to Harry Styles' album. It's not something that I talk about, but I did listen to Harry's house and. Uh, Compared to Renaissance, no, no, not at all. Yeah, but. I know that one song on his album, the one that everybody was playing uh, this summer, that one song that he had uh, that really popped off. But the rest of his album, I didn't even listen to. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And a lot of people, you know, no offense to Harry Styles, but a lot of people were referring to him as a mediocre white man. Um, And I mean, his performance also wasn't good at the Grammys either, but... As Tosi said, it really just depends on how much these people were getting paid. And I don't know. It just Harry Styles, other than like watermelon sugar and maybe the 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 song that you talked about that um that came out this summer, like as it, I, was. As it was, is that the other Yeah, song? yeah, as it was, as it was. See, yeah, I, yeah. I forgot the name of the song. Watermelon um, sugar, as it was, that was the only two songs I knew. Yeah, yeah. So um with that, it was just like, come on, man. I listened and I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan yet I listened to that album at least three times. Yeah. That <laughs> so exactly. like it, it just is like it's it's an iconic album. I don't know how it didn't win, but yeah. I, I don't know. To this day, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I and it's not my job to figure that out. Um I did hear in one of the variety magazines that they did interview some of the uh, the voters and one of the voters' reasons was that they didn't vote for Beyonce because she wins too much. And I thought that's not objective at all. At all. Uh, yeah. I, I thought that this voting process was more so to be objective to the music that you hear and it, with the impact that it made. And yeah, it, you know, it could go a little bit of what you like can go into that. But I would also why? like to see the demographic of the voters because mm -hmm. Beyonce's album was very specific in terms of demographic who would actually relate to it. Yes. Queer, black. And if if the people who vote for the Grammys are like mainly white, which I'm assuming they are, then mm -hmm. that makes sense. 
Yeah, I, I kind of figured that that was the direction uh, that they were going for because anybody that's in the Recording Academy, I'm pretty sure it's either older and mostly white yeah. um, cisgendered people. So, I mean, that's that's just my assumption. I don't know who these voters are, and I really don't care to know based on how they vote. But yeah, either way, um, yeah, y'all, I know that people have been talking about it for weeks, but I just wanted to put in my two cents and how I felt about it. Uh, uh, of course, the right person for my top award, which of course is best rap album. Of course, when Kendrick was gonna win, like, what did y'all expect? Of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so shout out to Kendrick winning best uh, rap album as well as uh, two other Grammys as well. I knew best melodic rap was going to Future because I mean, look, that that's wait for you with with Tim's and Fu- and Drake, which is actually Tim's song, but even still, I knew that I was gonna get that. I'm like, yo, you you really can't deny that song. But everything else, Kendrick, as far as rap category. Yeah. Um, and the R&B category, uh, other than Beyonce, I'm trying to remember who the, um, awards were won by. Oh, oh, um, for, I think for R&B album, one of those went to Black Radio 3, uh, with Robert Glassberg. Now, if y'all have not listened to that album, please do yourself a favor and do that. Like Robert Glasper is such an amazing pianist and jazz artist, but he also does R&B and the way that he crafted Black Radio 3 was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. So I know that people that, you know, were wondering about the whole Chris Brown situation. And there was a lot of people saying, y'all, don't pretend to know Robert Glasper now just because you hear his name at the Grammys. And Chris Brown said this. It was like, it's not so much that the people don't know who Robert Glasper is. It's just the fact that Chris Brown should know who Robert Glasper is. But I'm not going to get into that discourse. (laughs) (laughs) In any case, um, before we actually get on to the interview, um, I just wanted to ask, uh, cause I know Tosi said that she's kind of been off of social media for a little bit. Um, have you been noticing these posts about these big red boots that's been going on? Yes. And I actually saw, you know, the one guy who like styles outfits based on like different characters and like, uh-huh. love him. He's like him and this old white man are the only two people I've seen actually style them. And it kind of looked good. But for the most part, I'm like these Astro boy boots, like, <laughs> Astro Boy 12s and 13s. Unless you're cosplaying as Astro Boy, if I see you walking down the street, knows I'm roasting you. Also, you are those actually functional? Like, I'm just thinking about like trying to take the subway, trying to like go down to the subway wearing those big old boots. You would fall down the steps. Like, I don't think there really is a function for shoes like that. They're cool. They're cool looking in a way, but also they're just like you could 3D print those for real. You could. You really could. Uh, as you said, I've seen one uh, older white gentleman wear those, and I thought that they were cool. And surprisingly, Janelle Monet wear them, and I'm like, okay, you know what? They don't look that bad on her. But then, then again, Janelle Monet doesn't really look that bad at anything. anything. Yeah, Janelle. So, Monet, I mean, if it matches your vibe, I feel like you could rock it. But that's very few people who I feel like match that energy. No, nah, that's real. That's real. If and as you said, if you're not cosplaying as Astro Boy, or I'll give you another one, Boots. Um, or even I guess maybe uh Mega Man anti warrior. Like, there's really no reason for y'all to be going out here wearing those big, big ass red boots. Like, I'm sorry, it I I, I can't do it. If I try wearing those, I know I'm falling. Expression. So, if you want to do it, if you want to do it, do it. If yeah, as she said, artistic expression. I know, I know for a fact, if I tried to wear them, yeah, I'm busting my ass because ain't no way I'm one wearing those and not falling. But then on top of that. Boy, look, the, the, the people in my fraternity would roast me for days. How much <laughs> they are saw them? me. You know how much they are? I honestly don't. 
Uh, that might be something that I can look up real quick. Yeah, I feel like if they're really overpriced, I'm don't get them. Boycott <laughs> them. Like you could straight up three D print those shoes. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> funny they pop up on Google immediately. Uh, so these big red boots, fashion is entering its silly era. Okay, silly. CNN. Silly being the really objective word here. Uh, well, there's a pair on Etsy that's like $80.95, and then there's also a pair on Etsy that's $279.99. Uh, I don't know who is uh, who's actually making these boots. Like, yeah, who designed them? Uh, maybe if I, I actually pull up an article. Pair, if they come out with a blue or pink pair, I might consider. I still won't wear them, but I mean, <laughs> if, 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 as you said, if it fits your vibe, it fits your vibe. For the meme. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, CNN style plugged in. Any many The big red boot unveiled by provocative New York based art collective MC MSCHF, the same group responsible for Lil Nas X's Satan sneakers and these eye watering, expensive Birkenstocks. Oh. Giant rubber boots are goofy, impossibly round, and suspiciously similar to those worn by Japanese manga character Astro Boy. Cartoon boots for a cool 3D world read the MSCHF press release. If you kick someone in these boots, they go boing. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's funny. I've read enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Um, and then finally, of course, we want to let everybody know by the time that this episode drops, it'll actually be after Valentine's Day. So I do hope that you have enjoyed your Valentine's Day. Uh, me personally, because I am single and don't have a girlfriend right now, I'm kind of on that uh mm, that salty side. But for those who you know who have uh, the love of their life or just even taking somebody on on a date, I do hope that you've had a wonderful time and that you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. Uh, which actually leads me to the question: uh, You doing anything for Valentine's Day, Toasty? Yeah, you know me and Bay, we about to like, we probably gonna just stay inside because in New York it's kind of hard to get a reservation mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day, and we didn't really plan ahead. And I, we also just went to a really nice dinner like last week. We ate like escargot. We had snails for dinner. So I was like, Ooh. they actually buzz. Like they actually buzz. Oh, like, word. They actually buzz. Um, but yeah, we're probably just gonna stay inside and like watch rom coms and like exchange like our gifts and cards and stuff. Hey, watching rom cons is lit. Yeah. As, as far as the S car go, I'm. <sighs> hmm. Try it. I, try I it guess it. I'm willing to try anything once. It tastes like as long. It tastes like what? Seafood. Have you ever had like uh, mussels? <sighs> Here's the thing. Um, you don't know this about me, Lauren, but um, I am unfortunately allergic to seafood. I've had it before. I've tasted it before. I love love seafood. I love it. And then as I got older, I, I became allergic to it. So well then I mean escargot tastes the same. So if if you're allergic, then maybe try some escargot to fill the void. Okay. Well, as long as it doesn't give the same allergic reaction as seafood yeah. does, then yeah, we we good because man, I, I miss the taste of mussels and clams and oh my gosh. Uh, I haven't had seafood properly since I was 10. It it oh, really no. sucks. Well, yeah, escargot and- tastes similar, like basically the same as clams. But or not clams, uh, mussels, but it's mm-hmm. softer, so I actually kind of like it more in a way. But. Okay, okay, I will definitely take your word for it, man. I I, I have to uh take you up on that offer because I, <laughs> I haven't had m- like mussels, clams, oysters, I haven't had those in so 
long and it's just like dang yo so i if snails fill that void then uh okay we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll take we'll take a look into trying escargot even though i mean i'm not i'm not the person who's hesitant to try food i've never yeah. been hesitant like to try anything different as long as it you know it tastes good then i'm gonna eat it that's that's pretty yeah. much my 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 mo on that exactly. so all right well um Toasty, I'm going to go ahead and like start asking you questions. Some of that you've probably heard before because I know that you've, you know, been throughout different programs and different uh, podcasts, of course. But um, I definitely wanted to uh, ask you some questions uh, on my own volition and, you know, go from there and we'll see how the interview comes up. I also have some rapid fire questions that we got to ask at the very end just to see, you know, get a quick reaction from you. So um, we'll go ahead and we'll get started. Uh, the first thing that I wanted to ask you uh, for not only myself, but also for those who might be, you know, tuning in for the first time or who have never actually gotten a chance to talk to you or have an interview with you on um, what got you started in doing voiceover and voice actor work. Um, so I've always been an actor my entire life. So I've been acting since I was like seven. Um, and so I was doing like theater, community theater, um, and then I just did that all the way through. I still do that. I'm in New York. I live in New York now. And I audition for Broadway shows all the time. And, like, I've been in, like, shows regionally, yada, yada, yada. But voiceover, I recently got more interested in after meeting Zena Robinson for the first time at Animate NYC. Um, and I, I had a small interest in it. But then he was like, oh, wait, no, I think you'd be good at this. And, like, introduced me to his agent. And then I was like, all right, let me let me actually like take it seriously. So this year I've been taking it way more seriously. And I bought I bought like all the equipment. I like turned my closet over here into a, a walk-in studio. Ooh. So yeah, so that's what you see in my new newer TikToks and videos is like my studio. Mm -hmm. um, and so I have my agency here in New York and they always send me voiceover auditions. And now that I have the setup for it, it's like way better. And I haven't announced it yet, but I actually did book my first like show. But Let's I guess, fucking go. Hey! Let's get it. Let's get it. Podcast exclusive. I did book my first show. It's going to be on a streaming service. So everybody will be able to watch it. Um, and I'm really excited for that. It's six episodes, like a character, two voices, actually. Um, so that will be out hopefully in the next year. I don't know when the release date is, but I'm recording it this next week. So that's why I'm mad that I'm sick right now. Cause I'm like, okay, I got to get over this quick. Cause I got to record, but I'm recording from my home studio, which is so nice. I can just be at home and record and like work. Hey man, that's what's up. That is what's up. Um, as far as that cold, um, old old theater trick. I'm not sure if you know about this, but they say uh, green tea and garlic. As much yeah. as I really hate smelling like garlic for the next like few days, like that's that's always been the trick for us. Whenever time we started coming down with colds or sore throats, like oh, we you some garlic and it worked. But it was one of those things. Was like man, like I Gross. love garlic cooked, but trying to eat raw garlic is is so so difficult. But well, I I make like little shots of it. So I, I this morning I made an apple ginger and garlic shot and i'll put like them all in a blender and then strain out the bits and then just take it like a shot i gotta try that it's gross but like it works <laughs> well thank you for uh warning me about that but I'm, i'll still try just because i want to make sure that you know when whenever i actually get started for real for real that i'm you know good to go uh hopefully yeah. i don't get sick um look i've already had 
RSV at the end of last year and COVID in the summer of last year. So I'm not trying to get sick again. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's not pleasant. Um, as far as acting, like, what is the best thing about acting, in your opinion? And what's the worst thing? Ooh, so the best thing about acting, in my opinion, is being able to pretend to be somebody else for a day or mm-hmm. a few days, or if you're in a long-running show, like, months. Um, the worst thing, at least in my experience as a stage actor, is having to work seven days a week when you're in a show. Like, mm. It's not fun. And you don't get weekends because you have shows on weekends and you have two show days and stuff like that. So that's also why I'm getting more into voice acting because I don't want to work like that my entire life. <laughs> voice acting and TV film. That's where I want to be. Hey, I, hey, look, I hear you 100%. Uh, I will say for me, uh, just to kind of give a comparison, the worst thing about acting for me, especially like on stage, hurry up and wait. That is something that I just... It's just like, okay, you got to be ready, but then you might be waiting for something. It might be something wrong. Yeah, it might be something with the set. It might be something with props. It might be something that, you know, the actors are doing on stage. It's just like, okay, when's my part coming up? When's my part coming up? Oh, wait. Um, At this thing at Hampton University where I, of course, graduated from, when we were part of the Hampton Players and Dr. Otto used to always have this piercing voice. Anytime something went wrong, hold, please. And it's like, oh, boy, here we go. And I used to just sit there for like hours, like, Forever. you know, get to the next thing or what? <laughs> and I feel like so. sometimes they just take longer than they need to. And then mm-hmm. I really get like, I'm like, now you're wasting my time. And especially in university, because then it's like you at play practice and then you also got homework. Like, yes. there was no time in college. I don't know how I did that. I had to literally pick and choose which like plays I was going to be a part of because it was like if I wasn't doing band I was doing my schoolwork and then I was doing other meetings and other clubs and whatnot so it was like okay I have to pick my semester to do theater because if I try to do this both semesters I don't know how I'm gonna get through so we were were required to we were required to audition every semester for all the shows that our program was doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be like, we'd be casting the, the ensemble, sitting in the back when we had so much that semester, but we couldn't do anything about it. And we would just have to suffer through it and be like. <sighs> Listen, um, this is why I'm glad I was a theater minor when I got to college, because yeah. I was like, man, look, some of the work that these theater majors do, I y'all got it, man. Y'all 100% got it, because there were certain things that, and certain assignments that they had to do certain roles that they had to play that i was just like man look i'm gonna just keep it as my minor and then we go we, we'll figure out the rest later yeah. uh so <laughs> yeah 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 um so i i definitely wanted to bring this up because uh for those who don't know y'all know that i love my anime openings and some endings of course but i just i love my openings like that is one thing that i will die on like if i if i don't hear nothing else i'm going to listen to an anime opening at least once or twice a day um and a few times a week so i just wanted to ask like tell us more about your voice work for these anime openings and what made you want to start doing them so when i was a kid like a lot of the reason of why i loved anime so much was the music and the art and so I would just memorize all the openings, like naturally, like I would know all the Naruto openings and I would know all the Inuyasha, like, you know, openings and endings and stuff when they come in Bleach, especially I knew, oh, every single opening and ending um, just from watching them repeatedly on TV because you couldn't skip. So 
back then it was easier to just like kind of like memorize it naturally. Now it's harder. Mm-hmm. You can really just skip the openings. Um, but I would say that I've always wanted to actually sing an anime opening and hopefully I'm on my way to that right now. I'm focused on working with more like game composers, but some of them also work in anime. So I'm trying to get my foot in the door. Um, but obviously it's a lot of networking and like, you know, sometimes you have to actually be Japanese to sing the songs, but mm. we're going to break down that barrier. And I yes. have to Japan. I have a trip to Japan in a month and I'm really trying to just like set up all the little connects and like, Go to the Sony Music Japan office, introduce myself, and like. So we're trying, but it's hard. But that's my biggest dream. That's my biggest dream besides like voiceover and and acting in a TV show is is singing an anime opening. Hey, man! Shout out to you! Shout out to you for being able to do this. Like, sing those songs as a kid. Like, I I, I do have to ask, how long did it like? Well, you said you've been doing this as a kid, so I guess the 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 question's kind of mute. But it's like, was it hard to try and like emulate the language? Ah, no. Like it always just came naturally to me. I think that's something that also helps me with voiceover because it's very easy for me to imitate voices. Like mm-hmm. I'll imitate my friends, do impressions of my friends. Um, and so yeah, no, it was never that hard. But also, like I did at one point when I was a kid, try to like learn Japanese. So I studied for a bit, and now I'm actually back in Japanese classes preparing for my trip. Um, but my, my Japanese teacher was like, oh, your pronunciation is so good. Like, like, why is your pronunciation so good? And they're like, wait, why do you know a lot of words already? And I'm like, no reason. I don't want to <laughs> be like, cause I'm a raging weeb. Like, I don't want to say that. <laughs> hey, look, I feel it. I feel it. Um, and I've also, uh, after watching like a few of your videos, I, I, if I remember correctly, you said that you were also like. Were you learning Mandarin or was it just something that you were picking up on? Uh, I took Mandarin as like my language in high school and Mm -hmm. college. So I was I was taking French in middle school, hated it. I something about romance languages doesn't work for me, which is crazy because it's like supposedly easier. But before I was a performer, I was like a visual artist. So I think just like the characters and stuff just make sense in my brain. Um, So I did Chinese for four years in high school and then I did two years in college and I did go to China in high school with my orchestra at the time Mm. way back in the day um so yeah I I knew Mandarin somewhat but now I'm like I don't remember anything besides how to bargain like I can negotiate on the street hey look (laughs) the fact that you even can emulate a language and and learn a language on top of that uh i have a friend um shout out to shelby i don't know if you follow simply janine but if you go to her uh her twitter she is a um she is a content creator but she's also a travel creator and one of the that's things what that i'm she, trying to do wait what's yeah. her user simply janine that's that's what her uh that's what her twitter is i believe and then it's simply dot janine on uh instagram but um, shout out to Shelby. Definitely, oh, yeah, we actually yeah, had her. We follow each okay. other. Okay, yeah, got got you. Yeah, definitely pay attention to her. She um she actually went to school for you know Chinese, yeah. so and she got a chance to uh spend some time abroad in China as well. Um, oh so gosh. she's yeah, yeah, she's definitely working on getting 
back to you know doing the language purposely because i mean she's back in the states now so she's not always around you know folk who who know the language but she's getting her practice in so when she goes back or you know when she gets around that uh that atmosphere she can really go in but yeah i definitely recommend um communicating with her she she will she'll get you right I'm gonna DM her because I actually just started a uh, travel and lifestyle account because of my trip to Japan. So my my trip is actually sponsored. I reached out to a travel company and was like, "Yo, uh, you trying to take me to Japan and I'll make a <laughs> videos?" And they were like, "Bet." So I'm going with um, this company called EF Ultimate Tour, which basically they focus on trips for people who are outside of college. It's like mid twenties to like mid thirties. Um, but yeah, I'm going with them. So now I'm like trying to be in my travel influencer bag so I can just travel the world like and learn hey. languages while I go. Like learning language is another passion of mine. I think it's super fun. I think if you travel somewhere, you should try to learn at least a little bit of the language, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Look, you you crossing off stuff on my bucket list because I'm just like, dang, I want to go to Japan so badly. I was uh we we tried to make it a goal of ours to go through the olympics but then COVID happened and then funds weren't right so we were just like uh eh, maybe another time so yeah. um but the goal is to eventually get to tokyo well, I'm, a, I'm, a host, I'm like one of my goals is to host some trips so i'm probably gonna hmm. reach out to more companies and be like because they like let influencers host trips and then like people can sign up so i'll definitely let y'all know and we can be together. Yeah, I will definitely. We can be. <laughs> I had the idea for like an anime trip, so mm-hmm. like seeing all the different like historical sites, but that are in anime. So being like, oh, this is the place that was in your name. Oh, this is the place that was in Neon Genesis Evangelion, and like going to mm. all those places instead of just like a generic like Japan tour or something that's anime focused. Yes. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah, definitely keep us informed on that. We we are, or at least keep me informed if nobody else. I will. <laughs> uh, where where where? Okay. Um, in, in terms of opening, what was your favorite anime opening to cover? Ooh, my favorite anime opening to cover so far. Ooh, that's hard. I mean. In terms of making it, my my very first cover ever was Yuda from Naruto. And uh, that opening is just so nostalgic for me. It's one of my favorite openings ever. I made it for the like 20th anniversary of Naruto or something. Um, And so making that was really, that one has a lot of sentimental value to me. But then I think my favorite cover that I've done so far is the Sailor Moon cover that I did like forever ago. That was in my first year of content creating. Um, Mm. But I think that's the best i think i sound the best on that one and i really like the way the video came out uh and then the one i'm really excited about is samurai shampoo which i'm working on right now uh oh you making a cover for samurai shampoo you about to do battle cry what um no uh, are you doing the ending the ending mm. shiki no uta ah uh, uh, okay 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 i was about to say like, wait a minute you about to sit here and rap what are you, what are you <laughs> oh, see what i do want to do a rap opening the, the rap opening i want to do though is uh from bleach uh, what was it? How's it go? Yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I want to cover that one, but I have to learn all the words. It's a lot. Hey, hey, look, I understand. Look, and, and as a personal favor for me, if you ever cover uh, Veronica by uh, Aqua Times, which is Bleach Opening Number Nine, that's my favorite one. Yeah, that's, I, that's on my list. That's on my list. Yeah, okay, yeah, because that that is. 
I, I've said this 100,000 times at this point, but I'm like, there's something about Ichigo walking in the desert in Hueco Mundo and all, all the visuals of the captains, like just in that one video. And the song itself fits so perfectly that it stuck with me from the time I first saw it to now. So, yes. um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't say Bluebird by, um, from Naruto. Bluebird? Okay, the reason I don't. <laughs> The reason I don't like Bluebird anymore is because uh -oh. in my first year of content creating, Bluebird was the song for me that if I needed to go viral, that was what I sang. And so I yeah. sang Bluebird and did various variations of Bluebird, I kid you not, at least 10 to 15 times. And so I'm just, I'm Bluebirded out. And it's, it's I always sing it at my live events and it's just, it, it, I understand. It, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Look, um, Bluebird was actually my favorite uh, Naruto opening, but I did get annoyed with it at some point. So it's yeah. just like, okay. So I didn't listen to Bluebird for years, and I'm just now going back to it myself. Like, okay, I can listen to it now. But I used to play it, like, all the time, like, throughout college and when I to the point I got sick of it. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, Bluebird um, was my favorite back in the day. I would say from Shippuden, my favorite is, like, um, Silhouette. Like, I hmm. really like or the one that Jiraiya Jiraiya's opening Ah, I know which one you I can't remember the name of it but uh, I definitely I know what you're talking about yeah look I, I get it I get it so um, but I, I I guess I had asked about Bluebird because I know that that has a lot of views um, especially yeah. on YouTube so I just you know was well, isn't that your favorite but you know um, I did want to say uh, thank you for doing that cover of Kickback um that yeah. thank you for watching it <laughs> hey yes yes ma'am like i look chainsaw man has my heart right now um i actually went ahead and just decided you know what i'm a reader so i was like reading it and watching it at the same time and now that i'm almost almost caught up i'm in i'm chapter 98 which is right when chainsaw man took his break so yeah. I'm I'm at that chapter now. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm almost caught up with it. And I stopped right at the break, but I will say personally, I think I prefer the manga because mm -hmm. I don't know something about the anime. Like it's not it's not hitting like I thought it would hit, but the manga really hits to me. I, the manga definitely hits. I will say that the anime, but maybe because I read the manga, it. There was something about the anime, not the animation itself. I love the animation. I think it's just something about the maybe the pacing a little bit that was kind of off for me but um spoiler alert of course for those who have uh not watched the anime or read the manga for some strange reason but i think what they really did well was when himeno died that's when i'm like okay oh, now yeah. you hitting there now you hitting okay all right i see what you yeah. did mappa yeah so they they made that really more sentimental because in the manga i was like kind of reading through i'm like okay well she's dead now and i kind of didn't care but the manga well the anime actually made me care about it like yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely shout out to you for doing that cover. Um, that is one of my favorite, if not the favorite, uh, opening from the fall season. Um, so yes, ma'am. Um, kind of changing gears a little bit. So, I wanted to ask you more about your work with uh, RDC World One and Anime House. Of course, I know that you've done the opening and the ending for them now so um i just wanted to know more a little a little bit more about your experience with that it was great i mean it was pretty straightforward just mark dm'd me and i think they probably saw me on tiktok it was kind of around the time when i was like blowing up on tiktok 
during 2020 and they just asked if I would want to work on this song. And I'm not going to lie to you. I did not know them. I, <laughs> I literally don't, I don't really watch content. Like, like I don't watch anime content creators. I do now, but like back then, especially I didn't. So mm -hmm. I just remember being like, um, I was talking to my brothers, but I was like, yeah, these guys reached out and they started freaking out. And I was like, what, what? Uh, <laughs> so, so um but it was it was it was a great experience like it was I was actually recording I actually recorded both songs from my ex's house um in when I was like seeing this TikTok don't want to talk about it seeing no. this TikToker in Florida and I was recording on my voiceover mic um just like sitting on his bed so I, the recording I I was like undercover and I was just sitting there singing the song. And then they mixed it. And Af is like, Af is just a musical genius to me. He does not get enough credit. I think the writing of the song is amazing. I think the beat's incredible. Um, he's just a highly skilled uh, musician and rapper. And I hope we get to see more of his work um, showcased in the group. But uh, it was really cool. And then getting to perform it at DreamCon was awesome. And getting to meet everybody was super, super fun. A little bit overwhelming, I'm not going to lie. Just because like it's my first first time in um that space i deodorant was like poking out of my arm uh it was like my first time in that space and like meeting everyone so it was a little intimidating and kind of scary and also i was new to content creation and i didn't really know how like people interacted and like you know if it mattered how many followers you had and all that kind of thing but it was a very welcoming space and it was it was really dope. And I have not been to DreamCon again since, but I'm hoping to go this year um, if I'm not doing anything or if they, I would love to perform something or, or collaborate with them this year, but we'll see, we'll see. Let's see, you went ahead and answered my question already because I was like, I missed you at DreamCon last year, so are you gonna go this year? But okay, that answered that question. I was acting last year, I was in a show in Chicago all summer, so I couldn't. I couldn't. Mm, okay, okay, okay. If I'm working again this summer, then I'm not going to be able to make it either. So hopefully the scheduling will line up. But I mean, you know, that's life. And DreamCon will always be running, always be around. So if I miss this year, I'll, I'll hopefully be there for the next one. Hey, it is what it is. Look, DreamCon has become so successful uh, to the yeah. point where it's it's moved to Austin now in a bigger space. Yeah. So um, I will say that what you the work that you've produced for them that song um the, the both the beginning and ending i've run back a couple of times um just on youtube in general i'm like okay i want to listen to this and mm, okay like and and again i've always known that uh you've always had a great voice but it's just something about actually hearing it in real time you're just like damn okay yeah she she really got pipes yo like Thank you. okay yes ma'am yes, ma another song that they because they ended up using the same songs for this anime house i'm like y'all just need to make a new song with me okay like, yes. let's go ahead and make another song. All right, let's go do it. You know, I can do the quick turnaround. Like, you know, I'll get it to you in 24 hours. Send her the paperwork. Send me the paperwork. <laughs> but my, I mean, my price has increased, though. So. Hey, hey look, <laughs> I, I, they, they got it. <laughs> they can run it. I already know. <laughs> you, you, they are, you already know they're good for it. But. Yeah. All right, where, 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 well, um, uh, more questions in regards to that. Like, what was your favorite part about recording it? Well, I recorded it from my, like I said, my ex's bedroom under the covers. I didn't go into a studio. I recorded one of the songs in his car. Um, mm. 
<laughs> it was really bad timing in terms of when I had to record it and when they reached out because I was I'd already planned to go like visit him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also didn't have a studio at home, so it wouldn't have made much of a difference. I still would have been under a blanket. Now I have a studio and I can like produce professional recordings, which is really nice. And so I'm excited for the music work that I'm doing this year. I'm actually, I met a couple people at MAGFest, um, some gaming composers who I'm collaborating with, people who work for, you know, different games like Street Fighter and like things like that. So Mm. I'm working on um, singing for stuff like that now. And those will be hopefully a lot higher quality, even though I think the quality came out great. And I think, thank goodness for whoever their engineer is. You really, you really ate that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely shout out to them and of course shout out to you. What was was would you consider like recording in the the car and under the the, the blanket um like the most challenging part in recording those songs? Uh well, I would say for Crash, Crash was very easy to sing. Mm-hmm. Power Power to me sat in a, a kind of like a weird um it sat in a weird place in my voice and I didn't really know like the vibe to go with for power i still think power sounds a little off to me personally uh, mm-hmm. but i'm a perfectionist um i would love to re-record that song um but yeah i would say power was harder to sing crash was very easy it was just like, i kind of got the vibe the feel power was more like hmm i don't i don't know what the sound i couldn't really choose a sound for it um yeah i understand uh in regards to your interactions with RDC World One. Of course, you already said that they need to go ahead and just make another song and, and have you sing and whatnot. Um, would you actually like to be included in the skit, perhaps, on top of that? Or House? I mean, yeah, that would be hilarious. I think I personally think that the anime girl should have a little uh my have you seen my you've seen my anime girlhood dude skits or whatever. I think yeah. that characters should have a little uh moment in one of them which would be hilarious. I'm actually turning that into an animated series right now. I'm working on that. I've got an animator. I'm about to do a Kickstarter. Um, So yeah, I I would be down to be in one of them. I just don't live anywhere near Texas. So yeah, I was going to say you are the way in New York and they are in Austin. So that's, that's quite the jump. You would literally, they would literally have to fly you out. Yeah. So I don't know if it would really necessarily be like worth it, but I, I would do it. I would do it, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, that sounds that sounds dope. RDC Worldwide. I don't know if you listen to this, but if you do, if you ever get the chance to listen to it, like listen to her. Get, get her back. Get her back. Get her, get her on the skit. Um. Well, we already talked about like the the covers that you've done and and whatnot. Um. Are there any more that you have planned that you are willing to share? And if not, that's okay. I've been doing a lot more K-pop uh covers or trying to plan some. So I. Mm-hmm. Recorded some new jeans. I don't know if you know who new jeans is, but they uh, just released this song, OMG, or Oh My God, that's like really popping. It's like, Oh my, oh my God, you say yes or not. I was really, it's really popular right now on TikTok and everything. Um, And I'm doing an English version of that. I already recorded another song called Ditto by them. So I'm working on my translating, like writing skills, because I think uh, writing is something I've always been passionate about too, and like making more. English lyrics to songs that actually flow and like match mm-hmm. the match the syllables of the original language is really cool to me. So it's like tricking your ear in a way, like where you hear the English but you think you're hearing the Korean or the Japanese. That's really fun. So I'm doing so more. You're trying to, got it. So you're trying to be like a studio Yoraki. Yeah. 
Okay, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. For those who don't know what that is, yeah, definitely look up Studio Rocky. They do English covers. Um, they haven't done one in a long time, but they have some of your favorite anime openings up there, and they do a little bit English. And they are they were able to actually translate it to a way that we can understand it, make it rhyme, and then still fit what the original songs were talking about. So definitely shout out to them. Uh, was there an opening other than Bluebird that you were, of course, not fond of recording? Or just don't like um, I would say the hardest opening that I've had to record was probably the Demon Slayer opening. It's really hard. That's a hard song. It's hard. Talk about Gurenge? Yeah, Gurenge. That is a really hard song to sing in terms of breath support, in terms of pacing, in terms of high notes, in terms of placement. It is a really hard song. So that one took me like two weeks to record. Um, yeah, that's the only one that I've like really struggled with, though. You know, Lisa is that that voice, so <laughs> more well, power to you to be able to even do it. You won't see me singing that live. I'll tell you that you're not, <laughs> you're not gonna get me singing that live. You won't. Hey, hey I get it. I understand because now that I'm actually like he- hearing the lyrics in my head and hearing, I'm like, yo, that do- that will take a lot of breath work and a lot of vocal control like she i don't know how she did that song but yeah you you make a point in my video for it, you can literally see me like checking my placement and like like making sure my jaw is relaxed enough to like get through it mm-hmm. it was a really hard song to sing but that was one of the songs for sony music japan so i had to do it and it was awesome and i'm glad i pushed myself Shout out to you for even getting through that. Uh, that I look, I've not, I'm not the the best singer in the world, but I know, you know, I've been in chorus, I've been in the teen choir with my church before. Uh, <laughs> I know what it takes to, you know, actually have that kind of vocal control, breath control, and as you said, like just even mouth control to be able to sing a difficult song, and and that is really interesting to know that. So I'm I'm definitely proud of you for being able to push through that, even despite the difficulty of the song. Um, yes, ma'am. Uh, let's change gears one more time here. Uh, tell us a little more about your streaming journey. Oh, my streaming journey. So I started streaming in 2020. I bought a $500 pre-built from iBuyPower. Do not recommend. You will be replacing all the parts in your computer. And then <laughs> with a $2,500 custom build at that point. Um, so, yeah, I started streaming when I lived still in Cleveland, Ohio, during the pandemic. And at first it was just an, a way to, like, connect with my my TikTok community. And now it's kind of become a hub for the people that really, really, really support my content and just the people that I feel like are my, my like, my true, like, like I don't want to call them fans, but like my true supporters, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always go there to connect with them and just hang out. Uh, we have a pretty like small community. Like I don't, I, my biggest streams are my weeb mingle streams where it was just like my e-dating stream, even though I have a boyfriend, it's not really e-dating. It's just like- <laughs> Funny. <laughs> um, and so those usually average about like 80 to a hundred people, but we're not partnered and like, kind of like it that way like I don't really want it to be like a huge thing I want to be able to read my chat and like actually get to know what's going on in people's lives so Mm -hmm. 
Now I am, I'm currently on kind of a hiatus. I have not streamed in the past two months. I just streamed last week and I kind of gave them an update. I was like, hey, I'm really focusing on my acting career right now. And I will try to do one stream a week. That's all I can promise you right now. And they were like, cool, we will be there for those streams. Uh, I'm also trying to stream a little bit more on TikTok because I feel like there's a cooler future there in terms of streaming that isn't, it's kind of untapped right now. So I have a stream going on with them on Friday. Um, but yeah, I think streaming is great. I think it's really hard. I think streaming is under underestimated when you first start and like the commitment to it is, is, is crazy. So I don't, I don't recommend streaming personally as mm -hmm. a content creator. I think it, it gives you a kind of obligation that to show up for people like live. And that is a different obligation than just posting a video. So if you can find success and consistency in it, then power to you. But I don't think it's the best way to start your content journey. I'd say make videos first and then stream. So you already have the audience. Okay. Okay. Well, that kind of answered the, the next question here. Cause I was going to ask, was there any advice for, uh, for the people who want to start streaming? Like, did you have any advice for them? And you literally just gave it. Um, so let me change up the question. Do you have any advice for people who want to actually start doing voiceover and voice actor work? I.E. myself. Eee! Well, first of all, you're going to need a mic. So start okay. off. Yeah, start off with, yeah, you already got a mic. Um, but for voiceover, you will want specific types of mics. So like condenser mm -hmm. mic, if you don't have a condenser mic, definitely get a condenser mic. For example, my Shure mic, which is my podcast mic, which I'm not hooked into because I don't I put it in my closet and I haven't set it up yet. Um, those are actually not as ideal for voiceover, whereas like a different type of a condenser mic is so. Uh, you could get the AT2020. That's a really popular mic. Uh, I use the Apogee mic. Oh, yeah. That's a good, like, starter video mic. Mm -hmm. I have the Apogee mic plus, which was actually the voice that Crunchyroll was using during the pandemic. They would uh, ship it out to their actors to record uh, mm -hmm. remotely. And it's not that expensive. I think my mic was, like, 250 300 it's a little more expensive for a starter mic, but if you can spend that starting out, I highly recommend it is a USB mic, which people tend to not recommend, but I like it because it plugs straight into my MacBook and it plugs straight into my iPhone for when I'm making content. So I really, really like it. Um, and then you don't also have to buy an interface, which is more money. So mm. I personally don't think, I think if you want to go like the more smart route, get the Apogee mic plus, um, other than that, uh, definitely get on VO Twitter. That's where I find most of my coachings. I have an actor Twitter. Uh, it's Lauren AVO, at Lauren AVO. That is my voice acting Twitter. And that is where I find classes. That's where I network with other, you know, directors and actors. Uh, and it's kind of just a place I can run away from my larger Twitter audience because I only have 600 followers on there. So it's really nice. Um but yeah, you gotta take class, you gotta you gotta have the equipment and you got to really be committed to it. You should be reading up everything online before asking people for advice. Like there there's sometimes people in my DMs are like, How do I get into voice acting? I'm like, Well, before you ask me that, I want you to Google everything and like mm -hmm. do all the work to really know that you're committed to it because there's there's so many resources on online that are readily available for free. Like there's podcasts. There's a podcast on YouTube I really like called Tip of the Tongue. Tip of the Tongue podcast. It's a YouTube podcast all about voice acting, breaks down everything you need to know. Uh, there's websites. Um, and then there's auditions on v Voice Actor Twitter. So 
there you go. That's all you need. Well, thank you for that advice because, look, between me and you and I guess for the rest of the audience now, one of the reasons why I started the podcast was to kind of get, you know, voice acting work done. So, yeah, hey, you look, look. <laughs> just just sharing one of the secrets. Not the main reason, but, of course, that is one of the behind-the-scenes reasons for, for yeah. everybody listening. So, um, definitely thank you for that. I, I definitely believe that I followed your, uh, your, your voice acting page on there. So, that way I could pay attention to, like, what auditions you were doing and, yeah. and uh, get those connect. classes too like i mm-hmm. now i'm taking class with keba walker and his class is pretty affordable i think it's 200 dollars, but it's for the whole month so it's four sessions for 200 dollars, and those are like three hour sessions so that's actually really good for mm. like most classes because i've gone to other classes where it's 400 dollars for a two-hour class so yeah 200 for the whole month i'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take it i'll take I'll it <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Um, okay, well, obviously, as you said, depending on your schedule, you said that you may or may not attend DreamCon. We'll just see what uh, happens. But were there any other cons that you had uh, intended to intend to go to this year? Yes, so I really want to go back to Anime NYC. Love Anime NYC. Um, they're getting better and better every year, and I just I just think they are really on the come up. Um, I've always wanted to go to Anime Expo, and mm-hmm. When I was at MacFest, I met a couple of smaller cons who I still need to reach out to because uh, I was interested in, like, doing, doing some performances and stuff. Uh, maybe, like, BlurredCon. I don't know. Like, there's there's a lot of cons that I want to hit up this year. But my thing about going to cons is I, I only go if I'm a guest. I, hey, look, I get it. <laughs> Especially where the position that you are now. Like, like I want to be a guest or press. Like, mm-hmm. what? Going to cons as a guest or press is way better than just going as a normal attendee because you get access to all the people you want to see. Mm-hmm. You get invited to all the cool after parties. You know, it's just not it's not the same when you just are like a regular attendee. So I personally don't like going to cons unless I'm one of those. So if I, I do go to DreamCon, I'll probably only go if I'm doing something. You know, I'm not just going to go for the programming. But uh, I hear you. If you don't want a con to go to just for programming, MacFest, that was the first time I went this year. Mm-hmm. The best con I've ever gone to because they have 24-hour programming and a 24-hour arcade and, like, indie game. Like, yeah, it's incredible. It's slept on. I'm going to be pushing the MacFest agenda because there need to be more black people there. And there's also, like, a giant stadium for performances. So if you like music – it's literally MagFest Music and Gaming Festival. You have to check it out. Highly, 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 highly recommend. Oh, you ain't say nothing but a word. Yeah, like put that on your list for next year. Best yep. con I've gone to, and I went as an attendee. Okay, that is a con I think is worth every penny for an attendee to go to. I think you really get the best bang for your buck, and they, they, they know what they're doing. It's organized. Like I went to jam sessions. I was singing with live musicians. Like oh, it was so fun. Highly recommend. Word, word, word. Wait, was this in which one did you go to? Because was this one in uh that the National Harbor in DC? Yes, that's the one. How did I miss that? I'm only three hours away from DC. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, you have to go. You have mm. to go. You have to go next year. You have to go get it, an Yeah, that's that that's you the plan. To. That's the plan. Um if you do go to BlurCon, please let me know because again, that that is one that I do actually plan on attending. Um, my best friend hit me up and said she wanted to go because it would be her first con, and I said, "Oh, you know what? Sure, why not? It's only three hours from where I'm at, so um, it's definitely." A close to con, so I'm probably gonna pick like like dates wise. It's kind of mm-hmm. close 
close-ish to DreamCon. So if I'm going to one, I'll probably won't go to the other. So we'll just see. We'll see. We'll see who that, uh, that hits makes me sense. Whoever hits me up first, come. That's where I'll be. That's where I'll be. I love the attitude. I love the attitude. Um, my my final question before we get into some rapid fire, I just wanted to know, like, what are some uh, upcoming events that you are going to be hosting soon, or are there any upcoming events that you're hosting soon? Yeah. So last last month, I hosted a talent show that was really dope. But I am uh securing another a different venue for it only because, um the venue that I usually host at doesn't really have the best sound system for a talent event. So the next event will be at this other place called OS, which has a stage sound system, live streaming capabilities. So I'm going to be trying to live stream that event um, as well as just having like an actual stage, actual DJ or whatever. And it'll be smaller attendance though, because of that, it's a smaller venue. Um, so that will be coming up in April. It's not going to be a talent show. It's going to be a magical girl night. So it's going to be J-pop idols, K-pop dance groups, um, anime cover singers, uh, anybody who's like femme identifying. That's going to be in April. It's going to be around cherry blossom season. Haven't announced it yet. And then next month, I'll probably do another event at Brooklyn. I don't know if it'll be Weed Mingle or another event. I I, I co-host with um, If the Shoe Fits and then my friend Angela uh, at Angeles. So I'll probably hit them up soon and be like, yo, what you trying to do in March? But my trip is in March, so it has to be the beginning of March. Um, uh, I think those are the only two events I'm hosting coming up. Sometimes people reach out for me to host their stuff. So I could be doing more, but I don't know yet. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, you've answered all the questions that I have for you today, except for these rapid fire questions. Um, so before we get into that, of course, it's really like the first thing that can pop into your brain. Um, you don't have a set time to answer these, but it's just it's to make you think on your feet here. So okay. I'll just. All right. So. Uh, ramen or fa? Ramen. Ramen or lo mein? Ramen. Subs or dubs? Dubs. <laughs> All right. Uh, dubs. Dubs. Yeah, I, I got you. Uh, favorite singer. Um, her. Favorite rapper. Um, me. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite rapper. I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really listen to a lot of rap music anymore. Um, I'm gonna say Lauren Hill. Okay. Hey, that's fair. That's very fair. Favorite pop artist. Um, oh, these are so hard. Uh, 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 Fuji, uh, Fuji Kase, Japanese okay. J-pop. Okay, I was that that actually follows into my next question. Uh, K-pop or J-pop? K-pop. Okay, <laughs> it looked like he was like, no, I don't want to choose, but it, it happens. Um, I'm gonna make you think a little bit. Top five anime openings of all time. Top five anime openings of all time. Yu Yu Hakusho. At number one, mm-hmm. uh, we got um, Dragon Soul. Uh, I, the rest are not in order. Yu Yu Show is number one to me. The rest, uh, Dragon Soul from Dragon Ball Z. Um, and then I think Silhouette from Naruto. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, this opening from Kino's Journey 2003, one of my favorite anime of all time. Uh, 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 this is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Literally all the bleach openings. Oh, um, that's fair. That's fair. So hard. Sorry. Um, 
and then Inuyasha, um, Inuyasha endings. That's not opening, but yeah, it's it's not, but <laughs> okay, okay. Um, dream character to voice if you have one. Ooh, dream character. Um, honestly, Nimona from Pokemon for the mm. newest. The newer Pokemon. I did the voiceover okay. on Twitter. If anybody didn't see, but I would love. I, I, honestly, I would just love to voice act in the new Pokemon. That is that right there is like a goal of mine, like a short term goal. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna hold you. I said that one of my dreams was to uh, do voiceover work for Digimon. So that's that's kind of my thing. Like <laughs> so. Digimon, they need to bring it back. If they bring it back, but. Yeah, look, I when Digimon Adventure 2020 came out, for those who haven't seen, that's the reboot of the original Digimon. Like, I watched the entire season, and it has its hits and misses, but that was the kid in me. Like, I was a Digimon and Pokemon guy. Like, I loved both. So I was just sitting here like, oh, my gosh, I'm a kid again. I'm seven years old, just watching it for the first time again. It was it was an experience. Uh, so uh, they've got Digimon Ghost Game that I think is still going on right now, but I haven't paid much oh. attention to it. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably get back into it and watch it. Maybe that it might be my comfort anime of this year. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't get past episode four. I was just like, I don't know if I really want to be into this. I guess I was in the 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 newest Digimon adventure before nostalgia purposes nostalgia. because it's like, yeah, you get to see the the eight again, but in a sort of a different story. Mm -hmm. So it, it was it was good to uh, experience that. Uh, but those are really all the questions that I had um for you toasty so once again thank you for coming on to this platform and just sharing your time with me um and just being able to uh, sit down and chat like this has been a really riveting experience and i do hope that uh, we can have you back on here again sometime in the future absolutely I, listen after i start booking more voiceover work y'all can come talk to me about that once hey I i'm with it I am with it. Uh, shoot, I'm about to be following in your footsteps soon. I'm like, oh, man, please, I need I'm to... trying to see it. Let me know. Like, yeah, yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, while I got you here, I did want to ask if there were any black businesses or or black content creator highlights that you had, or even if you just want to shout yourself out, um, that you wanted to just shout out real quick. So my cousin has a Black-owned lifestyle brand that I've kind of been plugging these last few weeks called Ja Hoodie. Uh, I have a really nice hoodie from them. I love it. It's really, really nice. So that's J-A-H-U-R-I. And I think it's you can find it on Google pretty easily. But um, shouting out to them. And then I'm also doing a voiceover like Black History Month series. So I'm, I am a little bit behind, but I have a bunch of um, up-and-coming Black uh, comic book artists that I'm going to be promoting this month and voicing over uh, their comic strips. So be on the lookout for that. I'm going to be posting those on Twitter and Instagram. I just always shout out to the black ladies in this community. It's hard out here. Um, I know how these men like to gatekeep low key, uh, you know, mm -hmm. so shout out to y'all for just being here. And I, I really want to start getting some more community events together for women and just like networking events so that we can build uh, off of what we already have. Um, yeah. And shout out to y'all for, for, for doing this awesome podcast. I love to see it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, one thing that we didn't get to say or talk about um, on this pod, of course, is uh, she does have a little bit of a gospel connect. You are the the niece of Darwin Hobbs? I am. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so I know a lot of people don't know who that is, but look, if you've ever heard the, the, the song He's Able by Darwin Hobbs and Dietrich Hatton, I, look, that was one of my favorite songs as um, 
going into college because that that song actually helped me get through a lot. So yeah, um, singing. I heard him sing live once, and I was like, oh my gosh, like you really can. You're anointed, like that. Yes, <laughs> he he has a very anointed voice. Um, I also have the the little drummer boy on my Christmas playlist, and his mm -hmm. is one of the best versions. So, um, definitely well, said that. That's so nice. I, hey, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, but yes, I just wanted to point that out, guys. That uh, you know, she she does. Uh, she is the niece of Darwin Hobbs for my gospel fans out there. Speaking of which, our next music roundtable that's going to be live on the podcast, not on Twitter Spaces or anything, but live on the podcast, is actually a music roundtable discussing the discography of the who we call the game changer of gospel i.e kirk franklin so if anybody has you know is a kirk franklin fan and wants to join us uh definitely tune in or you can even be a guest on this pod we're going through all of his discography that includes uh you know, from the beginning with Kurt Franklin and the family all the way to, you know, Maverick City Music. So um, if you haven't paid any attention to his albums, now's the chance. I am currently on Hero. I was able to speed through like most of his albums and I got all the way to Hero so fast. Um, I don't know. His music, his, his music is really easy to listen to. Um, so definitely, definitely uh, pay attention to that. We'll probably do that sometime in closer to Easter. I think is when we'll all be finished. So uh, definitely tune into that. But um, in the meantime, we are also going to try and do a Twitter spaces before the end of February, ladies and gentlemen. So um, I don't usually do Twitter spaces or not, but I definitely want to get, you know, get in contact and get in connect with my Twitter spaces audience and with the Twitter audience and everybody in the anime community and Twitter and whatnot, as well as those who are into music. Um, we are going to be doing the, what we call the, the tournament for the, I don't want to say the top 32 because it might not be 32, but we're doing top male R&B groups. Currently on the page right now, we're doing most underrated. So, yeah, definitely pay attention to that. We're going to do the top R&B groups, and we're actually going to have a tournament to find out who is the best male R&B group of the 90s and the 2000s. we got to do both uh, years because, yeah. Um, I have a personal favorite that I want to win, but I ain't going to say it out loud, so we'll see where that goes. Um, but right now, I actually have a uh, Final Four, which will probably be be over by the time this episode drops but as far as underrated uh r&b groups if you've been paying attention on the tournament of course right now the final four include uh christian player rest in peace the static major for that uh old school and brother so these are for some obscure some not so obscure uh groups but they are in the final four so we're getting ready to see who is the best underrated male r&b group out of that tournament so with that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do the rundown, and we are going to sign off because, again, it is Super Bowl Sunday, and I know we both have things to do. So uh, for those who have not listened to this podcast before, the rundown is pretty much uh, a shout-out to all of the podcasts, content creators, black artists, and black businesses who have either been a part of this podcast or have, of course, shouted us out or, of course, support us outside this podcast platform. So usually my team and my co-host handle the rundown and i carry the end but in this case i'm gonna go ahead and just do it all myself so just give me a sec while i get through this um as far as podcast shout outs of course shout out to the gang show go high we have an episode dropping this friday on twitter spaces definitely check us out at 8 p.m uh shout out to inside the mind of a blurred all of us the gang's all here um we got a few episodes coming this week as well as next week um shout out to mike check waifu waifu of course i am a patreon subscriber please be sure that you subscribe to them shout out polo and tell 
Worst Generation Pod and Blanime Pod, and of course the Anime After Dark community. Definitely shout out to y'all. Um, they, I believe, are going on a hiatus this week just to get a little bit of a break because everybody's doing different things. But they are usually uh, the weekly anime space cast that is hosted every Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So definitely check them out if you haven't. Uh, shout out to the Truth and Transparency podcast with Brother X, the Culture Scientist, and Mr. Smith. The session with Jay and Trey. Brutal Honesty with Kay Renee. And please be sure that you check out her novellas under the pen name Sedona Rose, which are now available on Amazon Kindle. Uh, it's So Real with Raquel and Onaji. And definitely shout out to Raquel. She's also uh, pregnant right now. So definitely shout out to y'all. I can't wait for your little bundle of joy to be born. Uh, Dad Needs to Talk with Rob, the father of Ash. Analytical, where shit gets critical. Uh, Huey TC podcast, Geek Set podcast, Anime Junkies, Three Weaves in a podcast. And of course, for the entire anime podcast section, blackanimepodcast.com or the Black Anime Podcast Network. Definitely shout out to uh, to Ash across the water for putting that whole list together. You can go to anim- blackanimepodcast.com and check out your favorite black anime podcast. Um, for black content creators, of course, we have uh, Black Anime with Aaron, HBCU Anime with Evan, Sundari with Eric, Cerberus Entertainment, Tatty Poodle, the Geechee Gamer, Icarus Metro Comics with Calvin, Studio Maho with Pat and Yin, Soul, aka Humble, Humble Southern Soul Brother, Hub Taku, definitely shout out to Shelby, aka Simply Janine of Rose Less Traveled, Black Lotus Dragon with Strange Keith, and of course, we now have to add Toasty Marshmallow to that list. <laughs> if y'all are watching this, she's, she's silly. Yo, she's really silly. <laughs> hey, uh, so uh, for the Black Artists, we also want to shout out NASA. If you haven't checked out our EP, please be sure that you do so. Um, my boy Scoozy, Jack Union, Phil.me, Ellis Quinn, RJ Stackhouse, um, who also produced the old theme song. Uh, my boy Quarter, who produced our current theme song. Uh, Tyrone Leak Jr., who rapped on the current theme song, is also one of my brothers. So definitely shout out to Tyrone Leak Jr. Uh, Miss Ari Lachelle, Zach Hines, Miss Elena. And Zaynab, please be sure that you check out those black artists, whether it be on your favorite digital streaming platform or on YouTube. Be sure that you listen to their music. And for our black business shout outs, we have Already Paid by Dre, Fresh Nerds, Righteous Minds by Timo, KS's Brand by Christina, Cream Cosmetics by Naima, Mind Over Money by Tremaine, Studio Maho, again, by Pat and Yin, um, Ms. Daphne Benford-Smith, who is also with Studio Maho and has her own law firm, Queen PLLC, Concept Moon, She Designs 2 with Aaron, Black Magic, aka Lit Wands with Lone T, H4 Creative with Zenobia, Real Estate Stone by Meredith, Sold by Bell by Mariah, and of course Coasters Bar and Grill, which is in the Hampton Roads area in Buckrow Beach in Hampton, Virginia. As you can tell, a lot of these are black women, so y'all already know how we feel about our black women. We support them. We will always stand behind them. And don't come on this podcast thinking that you're going to talk down on a black woman because you will not and you will get kicked immediately. So just know that when it comes to our black women, she, you see, she 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 trying to fight. She she already ready. Long with the shit, like toasty ready. She like she ready to scrap. Like you yeah, see, see, she got she got the right idea. Um, with that, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Please be sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the Chaotic Culture Podcast on your favorite digital streaming platform. Be sure that you subscribe to the Patreon for early access to the podcast and bonus episodes of the podcast. You can subscribe at any of the four levels listed. We appreciate your support no matter what. Definitely go to patreon.com forward slash chaotic culture pod. You can follow Chaotic Culture Podcast on Facebook at the name chaotic culture podcast you can follow us on instagram at chaotic culture pod and follow us on twitter at chaotic underscore culture you can follow me ked the pro that's k3d the pro on all social media you can follow miss nasa on all social media at underscore call me nasa you can follow 
Miss Sappy on all social media at Scraps14. You can follow Johnny on all social media at Trey, And, you, of course, you can check him out on Twitch at Trey one And, of course, Law is taking a social media break, so whenever he returns, he will give you his info as well. Uh, with that, again, thank you, Toasty, for doing this interview with us. Uh, and with me personally, I definitely appreciate you being able to come in, and I definitely hope to have you again on this platform again. I can't thank you enough. Anytime. Just let me yeah. know. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You already know. This has been another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Until next time, folks, remember, embrace the culture, chaos rules. Be blessed. Be safe. God is love. Deuces. Look, it's chaos in these streets, so let's talk about it, please. Let's hold some conversation. You see where I'm coming from. Yes, it's so amazing. Go on here, get comfortable. You can grab a seat, take a load off your feet, yeah, welcome to the table, we don't tell no lies over here, this ain't no fable, we just live our lives over here, we ain't no angels, we just shine our light over here, we got the power, uh, we just showing love over here, cause everybody needs